The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. It is another edition of No Bets Barred. This time, UFC Charlotte. We are heading to the Queen City. I believe that is what they call Charlotte. Beautiful city. I actually have been there before. Jelton Almeida makes his return to the Octagon in his first main event of his UFC career. Taking it's on a Jai. big week for you, buddy. Uh, it's... A lot, of, a lot of my reputation is on the line, if we're, if we're being totally honest. Top 10 opponent. Uh, I mean, it's. I'm already getting the jitters. I mean, I'm obviously going to be heavily overexposed to him. But like when you're, put, when you're putting the bets in, like when you're putting the bets in, you're just like, yeah, I feel good about this. But like once the cage door closes, you're like, oh, shit, like he, he could lose this. And I could lose a lot of money. I mean, it, it always could happen. Uh Let's talk about it. I mean, who who needs to talk about last week? Oh, I need to talk about last week. I need to puff (laughs) puff out my chest. Finally. Been waiting on it too long in 2023. Had that breakout week up over eight units. Just felt fantastic. Needed it. Still Still down on the year. Still in the red for the year. But it feels good. It feels like I can. I'm not yet. I feel like I'm about to make the turn to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. If I can get I mean, if I can get, get get back to single digits, I'm at like 13 right now. If I can make the turn to get back to single digits, uh, I'll really start feeling good. Just start climbing out. I mean, it's it's all, all about the do. hope. You can you see can light. You're digging and you can see light and that just I I'm sure that that feels great. Uh I did not have an 8 unit week. I lost uh just under half a unit. <laughs> so, hey, you know, it could be worse. Not awful. Could, you it know, could be not, worse. Not terrible, not great. Um, feeling a, a just a weird week, but great fights. Feeling feeling some type of way uh about some things, Connor, but we'll get into some of those things later. Uh just I may be a jinx. I may be a jinx. And I think <laughs> we just need to acknowledge that. It needs to be studied at this point. I, I don't I don't know if we have the archives to go back on this, but it does feel like every time you say you don't understand the line, I've, it ends I've up missed working all of for them. them. I have a zero percent success rate on understanding. Just right the off line. the top of my head, Casey O'Neill, Scott Holtzman, Jessica Andrade, and I'd like to say there was one more. There's definitely one more in there somewhere, but I can't. The think worst about part the top is. I think this was the first time that I wasn't on the same side as you. 
I mean, you, like I've ridden, you need I'm to just sure, start not being on the same I'm side. I'm pretty sure I've ridden all of them. I mean, it's the old uh, it's the old gambling adage, you know, fade yourself sometimes. I sometimes you have to, and at this point, you should fade me if I don't. If I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. You should fade me. And fortunately, I have maybe not a full one, but I had like like I'm almost to that point for a bet this week. <laughs> I will say, in my slight, very slight defense. Who saw that coming? Nobody, nobody saw Yan Zhao Nan putting her in a box like no, that. No, was, I mean that was that was one of ooh. the best uh, bet caches I've had in a while. Um, just because I thought if Yan was going to win, it was going to be super close, like kind of what we were seeing through the first like two minutes where she was having success in the boxing, yes. and I thought that it was just like. Just it's piling up the points. I thought we were going to go to the scorecards and it was going to be like, I think she got it twenty nine twenty eight. I think she got it twenty nine twenty eight. Did not. That is did not what happened at all. That was whew. And of course, some psychos sent me tickets that were like, yeah, here's my Yan, uh, Yan Zhao Nan round one knockout ticket plus 2,500. I'm like, I need to see why? all your other tickets. I need why to see all your you other tickets that? if you're taking bets like that, because you're that you're not batting over 4% on your bets with tickets like that. It's an insane bet. Insane. Insane. She had no finishes in the UFC prior to that. Yeah, just crazy, and it's not like Jessica Andraja is soft or or gets finished easily. So, I mean, hell of a performance from her. It's good performances. Aljo Sterling keeping. When you said, and I did ultimately take it. I uh, I did ultimately end up backing Sterling. When you said on the pod last week, like that's the sort of, sort of stat that you should maybe just blind bet. I yes. thought about it for a while, and I was like, you know what? You're you're right. It kind of is. And so I just bet it, and the, the number continues. It worked out. Two continues. and 30 now? Two and 29? Two and 29. Good. God. With some is... more opportunities coming up. If Bilal Muhammad does get his title fight, he will be 35 by the time it happens. So, <laughs> Wow. I'll be blind betting against every uh, person who's 35 or older in a title fight under 170 and under from now on it's crazy that i can guarantee you that's crazy all right that was ufc 288 good card not the best pay-per-view just get us fun, the 290 fun card though the pay-per-view itself wasn't but i mean the prelims a lot of business going oh my on gosh. Fun Crone, night. crone gracie man like come on he really brought the levels down he brought the levels down that was tough for the for the pay-per-view opener that was tough to do a, a watch party i was like man yeah, you this guys were having sucks. to uh, dig deep early, early in the watch party, having to dig deep. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the next two ignited it. I mean, Mosar Evlov, I barely escaped that one. My dumbass parlayed him up at that price. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was, uh, God. Look, I was, uh, I also uh, had Mosar there, and so I'm with you. It was sweatier than I thought, but you know, it happens. I need to ask you one more important question. Yeah, 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 and it's please. about the watch party. Please. Um, there's such a good time. I think you guys need to do them more often. And I think we should start this weekend because if there's Jesus ever been Christ. a fight card that demands a watch party, it's UFC Charlotte, baby. Who's my agent? Are you going to be my agent? You're going to negotiate this? I mean, how, how many times can I give myself to, to the great, the great site of MMA fighting.com? I mean, <laughs> just forever. That's how I it think, goes. I think, there I, is mean, a I think there is a world where I set up a camera during, during the Gelton fight that just, I, I will say I would love to have a camera during the jail invite. The rest of this card, uh, maybe not so much, but hey, it's uh it's early. We're getting we're getting out of there early this weekend. Listen, man, so. in my opinion, this is a solid fight night. This is a solid fight night. Like the it's the fun. last three fights I'm very much for looking forward to. We're getting wow, it in no front love, of a crowd. No love for the great white? Your boy, the great not, white? It's not Shark Week, bro. It's summer, but it's, it's not true. Shark Week. <laughs> Morono it's is my true. guy. Uh, we get an Atlanta guy in there, Carl Williams. Shout out. Just making the short trek over to ATL, Charlotte. baby. Uh, Carlos Olberg, Black Panther. I mean, if you ain't betting Black Panther, I don't want to talk. Jessica Rose Clark back in there. There's a couple good spots here. I mean, who so, can forget? Ji Young Kim, Mandy Bong. That's just... Uh, I want to be clear. I only know Carlos Olberg as Ladies Night. I the the Black Jag is not a nickname. Ladies Night's such did a. Did I just say nickname. Black Panther too? You sure did. Jeez, uh, that's the I tough mean, scene the with the Jaguar is a Panther too. So yeah, it's you're in the neighborhood. But 
we get an early night Black of fights. Jack. I think this That's starts at like part. 11. That's the best part. The fact that Jairzinho Rosenstruck is fighting, Jelton Almeida, he's the B-side, obviously. Jelton Almeida is fighting, and they start incredibly early. Three o'clock, yeah. main card start, as good as it gets. Yeah, I mean, that fight's going to go off at like, what, 4, 4.15, 4.30 and be done four minutes later. Now, <laughs> so, we're getting, what is it, a 3 o'clock main, main card start? Uh, I don't know. Let me look it up. Fight started at 11.30. I want to say it's 3 o'clock it is, main card It start. is 3 o'clock main card. So right, sorry, We'll probably get 5.15. Nice happy hour Almeida. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. 5, 5, 5, 5 15, and then it'll be a wrap. We'll be out of there by 5.30. So then you got your whole Saturday to... Uh, we'll be out of there by like 5.18. Well, let's just hop into it then. Let's, let's get into it. Let's hop right on into it. UFC Charlotte, main event, heavyweight bout, five rounds if necessary. Jairzinho Rosenstrike. Could, could be necessary. Could be. You never know. Takes on Jailton Almeida. Right now, you can currently get Jailton Almeida for the beautiful price of minus 490. Jairzinho Rosenstrike coming back plus 390. Um, you guys know where I stand. I, I don't need to just sit here and, and opine about Jailton Almeida. You big Here's, Jailton guy? Big Jailton guy. Just a little bit. Huh. Here's, ne- never knew that. Here's what I think happens for old Mahadinho here. I think Rosenstruck knows, knows exactly what Jailton is going to do coming into this. He, he is going to try and take it to the mat, and from there, he can pretty much finish it any way he wants. For that reason, I think Jairzinho is going to come out like he did in the Dawkins fight and try and be as aggressive as possible and try to knock Jailton out. I, I just feel like that would be the game plan because you can only just stick and try and jab and like try and find the spot for so long before Jailton is going to quite literally pick you up and body slam you, even if you have a 30-pound weight advantage. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it might look kind of dicey for like 10 seconds, and then Jailton is going to get a takedown. Uh, and then from there, if you want my honest opinion, from there... I think he's going to get in a position. He's going to be doing ground and pound. Jairzinho isn't going to take that. He's going to try to get up. He's going to try to escape. And at some point, he's going to give up his back, and then he's going to get submitted. And it's over I in the mean, first round. So a couple of a couple of points. I'm going to push back on you on one key thing, which is uh, I don't want that to happen, so I would prefer it not to because— you got to be getting uh, a decent number on the over, eh? Uh, it, it's, it's not as decent of a number as I'd like, but it's in context good over one and a half is plus one sixty five. So more than most over one and a half are going to be, but I was hoping for more of the plus two number. Like we got the last time Jailton got out there because when he cashed it, uh, I was doing right. God's work for me. Here's something that we can do to make a good argument for you. This is his toughest test. I will. So that was where I was going to say I'm. I'm going to paint the picture for the heavyweight over backers. I want to be okay. clear. I'm not entirely sure that I uh, believe what I'm about to say here. I'm betting heavyweight overs because it's look. They're 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 eight and six on the year. We're up like two units or something. Going to keep sticking with them for the, for the sake of science. But from the bad numbers, only two of Almeida's. Career, 20 career fights have gone over one and a half. That's that's not where we want to go. And frankly, it's not that much better for Rosenstruck. Five of his 17 career fights have hit the over one and a half. That is an 18% combined hitting the over one and a half between the two of them. So what I'm here to tell you is that objectively, there is good value on the under, like from a pure numbers concrete standpoint, the under here is a is a valuable bet. I'm not taking it because what you said. I think Jairzinho is knows exactly what's going to happen because if he doesn't, he's an idiot. Everyone yes. knows what Jailton Almeida is going to do. And Jairzinho, he is not a great defensive wrestler, but he's been a pretty solid one. Statistically, it's like 70% or something like that. He stuffed 3 of 10 or 3 of 6 from Curtis Blades, who I would say is a better wrestler than Jailton Almeida, certainly a stronger man when he gets on the hips stuff to a 10 from Overeem, who's not like a great offensive wrestler but similar build to jailton uh so i'm trying to take some positives away from there 
I think that he can have some success defending the wrestling. I don't think it's going to go on forever, but I do think early he's going to know the game plan and there's going to be a little bit more of a feeling out process. And I will say the other side of this too is that Jairzinho Rosenstrike has been an extremely durable dude in specific ways. Now he has two knockout losses in the UFC. One was to Francis Ngannou. We all remember just the bum rush. The other to Alexander Volkov. Both of those came on the feet. When he's been getting taken down, Curtis Blades, who's not a bad grounded pound artist, you know, ha- had to wear him out for 15 minutes. He is not, he's not soft. So never been submitted. I am hanging my hat on this being a, a step up for Jailton, a harder fight for him. Just going to have to take him a little longer to get things going. I do ultimately think Jailton's going to win. I'm going to be parlaying him inside the distance at that number, but I am hoping the over one and a half, but I have a question for you, Connor, because here's, I'm going to parlay the inside the distance. I think it's the safest route, but I kind of dug into it inside the distance is minus three fifty. The sub prop for Jailton is plus 100. It's a pretty big gap, particularly given that, you know, 11 of his 18 career wins have been by sub. Do you think there's value on just the subprop line here, or do you think it's more likely that we get a Rosenstrike gets pounded out a la um, Abdurakhimov? I think the subprop, I think submission is how he's going to get this done. Just envisioning it in my head, I think he's going to be going for ground and pound. He's going to be like hammering him out, and then Jairzinho is going to adjust, and when he adjusts, he's going to make a mistake, and... Jelton is going to get in a position and be able to sub him out. But the tough thing is, is that if he just ground and pounded to a finish, I would not be surprised there either. Like, it's just like, see, it's just like tough to choose which one. Like, you got to just pick your poison and just hope for the best. That's why I'm going with the inside the distance. I'm a bit torn because it's hard for me to get away. Like, in my head, the sub number feels like it has value just because of the difference between ITD and sub. But at the same, I'm getting, I've got a little bit of a vibe here too, Connor, just a a touch of a vibe bet that says this somehow ends up being a tougher fight for, for Almeida than before. He has to work a little harder and the spirits are summoning me for a Almeida TKO round three bet at plus 2,800. Wow. 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 Round three. I mean, it would certainly not be like round three it certainly would not be a, a big bet but i might dust i might just put like a one percent just a, a dusting on almeida tko round three i don't okay. know why i'm just that number yeah, is, i mean it's speaking to me i i personally think this one is over fairly early i mean it probably is so what <laughs> i did i need it to I'm, not be i have a parlay that's coming over from last week chaos williams and and almeida uh, I'm also going to, I parlayed up, you know, just teasing later, Olberg and Almeida. Then I also have in two parlays, the under three and a half, just because there is a world where it does go longer, but I don't think this is making it past three rounds. Like I just don't, I honestly don't think this is making I, it past one round if I'm being totally honest. And for all of this exposure that I have, just as a hedge, as a massive number hedge, uh, Jairzinho Rosenstruck KO round one plus 1200. I, I love that hedge from you. I think that's a, a really, really smart hedge. So I we, gun to my really head. I would obviously agree. We haven't seen Jelton's like chin tested and like, we haven't seen anything about his game other right. than the fact that he can tackle and grapple. If it's nothing. not like an ironclad chin, like he could get blasted, bro. I mean, yeah. Now, if he I, it, goes out there it's not and that, makes like, this that's look the thing. easy... At some point, we're going to have to see him get tested. He could. That's the thing, man. Like, we just don't know so much about him that it's... He's a wonky guy. Because if, if, if Rosenstrike stuffs the first takedown and then he's just, like, out there on an island striking with a guy who's a pretty decent kickboxer, certainly has power any number of things can happen. So I love the hedge bet from you. I think that's really, really smart gambling. Uh, gun to my head, I would say this ends in the first round. I'm hoping we get over seven and a half minutes and and somehow, despite all odds, Jailton Almeida will somehow become 
the hero of the heavyweight over nation if if he can go back to back big big money underdog heavyweight over and i'm parlaying the inside the distance because i like you i don't think there's really a reasonable world where this gets past three rounds much less makes it the full five so um yeah that's where i'm at on this one all right i think jailton gets it done it's gonna be a nice test for him though man if he goes out and has as little resistance as he's had against all his previous opponents, that is fairly terrifying for the heavyweight division. I mean, yeah, it's, we'll see. It's heavyweight's just such a weird division because everybody's bad except for like four dudes. It's all, it's a fun division, but like, if Jailton Almeida fought Sergey Pavlovich tomorrow, I have genuinely no idea how that fight would go. Uh, I suspect whichever way it went, it would be over very quickly, but no one could really have a good, confident guess either side because there's just a bunch of weirdos in this division. Makes it really fun. So uh, I'm excited for Jailton to get his main event spot and, and we can go from there. Move into the top 10, baby. I. I love it, man. Let's 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 keep him moving up the division as fast as possible. All right, so we're we're essentially in agreement on uh, on how we think the main event is going to go, though there are some question marks. It's it's not very much. So. I'm, I'm obviously riding with my guy, and I'm riding with him heavy, but it's, I wouldn't. It's a I question of form, not of of end result. <laughs> yes, but also if if Rosenstruck caught him, like I wouldn't be the most shocked person in the entire world. It would be the most heavyweight thing to ever happen. Jeez. Yes. We finally would. get a fun, exciting prospect yeah. and he loses yeah. to some dude who's never going to fight for the title. Uh, it would suck. Oh. It would, I, would, I would be <laughs> thoroughly saddened. I would be very down by that. All right, let's keep it going. So Another would I, fun- because all of my bets on this fight will be gone if Rosenstrike <laughs> wins. It's not like he's going to KO him late. It's going to be earlier. It's not going to happen yes, at all. Yes, so. me, me, too. me too. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, let's go to the co-main event, a light heavyweight bout. Anthony Lionheart Smith returns to the Octagon to take on Johnny Walker. Right now, you can have either of them for minus 110, any way you're feeling. Over, under, set at one and a half. Under, minus 145. Over, plus 115. I think this is going to be a fun fight, dude. I think it's going to be a banger. I mean, Johnny Walker is just like... He's an exciting fighter, kind of a meme fighter. Crazy things happen when he gets in the octagon. In terms of a side, though, I just kind of have a hard time trusting either of these dudes just sort of based off of how much they get finished. Like, either one of these dudes could finish the other one in the first round, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, looking at the tape and looking back on Anthony Smith's record, I mean, first of all, something that was kind of jarring to me that I didn't really... I don't always think about is that he has 53 professional fights. Like that was like, oh yeah, wow. He is, he has fought a ton. Yeah, man's been putting in the work. Putting in the work, bro. But he has been knocked out five times. He's been subbed five times. Did I say knocked out nine times or five times? You said five, which is not correct. Knocked out nine nine times. Subbed five times. Yeah. That's just like, I don't know, man. And then Johnny Walker, like. Anything's liable to happen to him. He's also been knocked out four times. I parlayed up the fight doesn't go to a decision, but in terms of a side, I, it's a coin flip for. I had a, a feeling. I had a feeling you'd be on that uh, that of particular course. line. Of course. So 
I'm excited to talk about this fight for, for two Tell very me. important reasons. The first is this was almost, almost another, I don't understand what the hell's going on here, but I say almost <laughs> because my initial reaction when I looked at this line was like, what in the, what the hell is going on? Why is Anthony Smith at a pick em with Johnny Walker? Because I, I just reflexively don't like Johnny Walker all that much. Uh, he's a very frustrating fighter to understand, and so I don't think he's very good. Watched a little more tape, and I came off thought I don't understand this pick of mine. I do now get why this bout is so closely aligned. It's going to be a competitive fight, and I, like you, couldn't pick a side. And so we did what we always do when we can't pick a side at this point, Connor. We trusted it to the robots. That is right. We are going back-to-back. Co-main event, ChatGPT bets last week. ChatGPT had its first exacto. Nailed it. Bilal Muhammad by decision. ChatGPT nailing it. I got to say, I think I'm getting better at inputting the data, getting better results. The machine is getting smarter. It's learning. It's adapting. It's spitting out facts about the actual fight that I'm not inputting. So feeling great about it. Here's what ChatGPT right, says. Something. I have to say something. I went on, I went on yeah. ChatGPT and I asked them about a fight. And all the stats they gave were wrong. Oh, um, it may. You have run into that I don't, same I don't problem. Give, I don't get stats from them. No, no, no I'm talking about even the records. Stats. Like they were like, "Oh, Jilton Almeida has an impressive thirteen and three MMA record." I was like, "Ah, that's it's not right." But I wasn't going to argue with the robot. Like I was kind of intimidated. Maybe, so I was like, maybe Thanks, are you using it. an off-brand ChatGPT? <laughs> maybe I might be. Continue though. <laughs> I haven't had that issue, but uh, we may just be putting in different things. You know, we're uh, we're we're working on different tools. But this one, it gave me uh, a long, long readout, and I will condense it to uh, the only important part here. In a testament to their extraordinary performance, the judges rendered a split decision. Anthony Smith's technical prowess earned him two of the judges' favor, while Walker's explosive style won over the other. So. ChatGPT's official prediction is that Anthony Smith is going to win a hard-fought split decision, uh, and I'm backing it. In my head, I thought Smith, I favored Smith anyway, as frankly the the fighter with a bit more tools in the bag. The concern is that Johnny Walker is an anomaly and can somehow pull out random standing back fist KOs with his leg caught and all sorts of cool shenanigans. So. Like you said, either of these dudes gets a finish in the first. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But they're both they both get finished a lot, but also have been the distance and have proven durable at times. Super weird fight. Uh, I'm I'm back in ChatGPT. I'm back in Anthony Smith at at the pick em odds, and I'm gonna throw a little sprinkle on by decision because it's at like plus five fifty or something sim similarly similarly large. So, all right, okay. I like it. I don't, but I do. I love it. ChatGPT bet. Chat I don't mind GPT, the Anthony babe. Smith. We're four and two. I don't. ChatGPT is four and two on the year. I love that. I don't mind the Anthony Smith play at all. Uh, man, it's just t- it's just tough to trust either guy. Oh yeah, I couldn't trust them like confidently, but I trust I trust the future, Connor, and the future is is artificial intelligence. Go. All right, let's keep it rolling on this main card. Next up, Ian. The future Machado Gary taking on Daniel Rodriguez, wow. right? And I just said that I trust the future. What a Whoa. second. Whoa. The future right now, minus 285. Daniel Rodriguez coming back plus 240 over under set at two and a half. I mean, listen, met Ian Gary a few times. Real nice guy. Have backed him in every one of his UFC fights so far. I think that's going to come to an end here. I can't get to the win. I'm not saying I'm betting D-Rod. No, no. I I totally get where you're at right now. I don't think I can get to the window at minus 285 against Daniel Rodriguez. Like, I get Daniel Rodriguez is old, but, like, this is going to be the best striker that he's fought. We just saw him dropped against Kanan Song. Like, he could come out and have, like, the performance he had against Gabe Green. Or he could come out and and get caught. Like I I don't know. I just minus two eighty five is like if it was like minus one sixty, I'd probably I'd probably play in Gary. But oh. minus no, two eighty five yeah. is is a lot, and it, and it and it looks like it's getting even worse on a, on a couple other books. Man, he's 
I'm he's, sure it's I'm sure that number is going to keep moving towards him. Minus 315 on some books, minus 335 on a couple. Man. Yeah, it's a I don't know. You and I are 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 deadlocked in on this fight. So, I I have backed Gary in all four of his fights in the UFC thus far. Can't do it. The price is simply too high. I will also say I've backed D-Rod in every fight except for his debut when I didn't really know shit about him. And since then, you know, seven fights or whatever it is, I've 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 just been on him. Like, I, I love the dude, love what he's got. Got got away with one a little bit, one might say, in the Li, Li Jing Leong oh, fight. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, been been riding the train. I am a little concerned. He's looked a little... Looked a little slower, certainly in the in the leech fight and uh, against. Um, yeah, why am I blanking on the name? No, Magni. Magni, there we go. Uh, against Magni and against the leech, looked a little bit slower, a little less committed to his offense, which is more concerning to me, um, particularly in this fight. But the, it's just a big number. Uh, I think this fight is going to come down to pressure. Whoever's whoever's coming forward, I think is going to be winning this fight. Both guys do their best work coming forward, and I think it is going to be Ian Gary who wins that battle. Yeah, me too. Just because D-Rod is also content to try and counter because he likes to come forward, draw out strikes, and then counter. So I think he's just going to end up giving ground, and Gary's going to kick him in the calves a bunch, maybe work some body kicks because the leech had a lot of success with body kicks in their fight. And I'm I'm picking Ian Gary. This number was a little bit better. I uh, I would I wouldn't need it down to 160. If he was down to if he was minus two somewhere in that range, I, I'd start to get interested. But minus 285 and moving is just tough, man. Very very tough. One thing that D Rod could use is actually the calf kicks that you mentioned. A lot of people have found success with Ian Gary mm-hmm. going for the calf kicks, and Daniel Rodriguez has done the same thing. Uh, what I did do to get a little splash here. Over one and a half as a parlay piece. Oh well, I like that because I am. I'm just on the over two and a half outright. So I don't. I don't, I don't mind that at all. I think it probably goes to a decision. Thought about um, Gary by far. My guess plus one thirty by decision, but I was like, man, this could just be like really close. I decided to just go with the over one and a half. That's um. We we see this fight this yeah. exactly the same because I I looked at Gary by decision. I was like, you know what I. I don't feel that confident in it, even though that's certainly a better price than Gary Strait. But I do just think this is going over. I mean, three of four for Gary in the UFC have hit the over two and a half, six of nine for D Rod. Uh, if you looked at the combined numbers, it's the the uh, the value for over two and a half is is pretty clearly there. So I just took the over two and a half shot because it's only minus one fifty five. Yeah, good good play, man. I, I, we're both in alignment there. Uh, we see the fight the same. Should be a fun fight, though, man. Two Very guys fun. that put out volume standing. It should be a good one. And it's a nice test for Ian Gary. If he passes that one, I mean, he'll he'll continue to ascend. So I'm looking forward to that. Perfect uh, matchmaking for Gary. This yeah. It's his arrival into the top 15 if he gets this win. Real questions will be answered. It's it's the right step up at, at the right time. So let's see if the future is now. The future is now. We continue to roll through the main card in this welterweight Grand Prix, and that's what the next fight is. It is a welterweight bout. Tim Means, Dirty Bird, taking on Alex, the great white Morono right now. You can get Morono for minus 225. Means coming back plus 190 over under set at two and a half. Uh, It's not Shark Week, so I'm not going to back Alex Morono, but I do think he gets it done here. think he's got the striking advantage means he's 39 years old he's five and six in his last 11 feel like the road is sort of coming to the end for him morono's still just 32 he looked great against bonzanibio until he didn't until he got caught um i think he probably gets it done here and i think there's a world where he catches means and puts him out again we're uh we're either podcasting too much together and so our our ideas are aligning too much or it's just one of those cards because just one of those cards i think I'm perfectly on with you. I briefly considered doing a gimmick parlay with Tim the Dirty Bird Means and our, our Atlanta boy that we're going to talk about in just a minute here. Wow, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. I, I had it there. I had it written down, and I was like, I can't. I just can't get there. You can't burn money for a gimmick, though. I, I can't totally burn. I can I burn money for gimmicks, but I can't totally burn a lot of money for gimmicks, and that would be full-on gambling. So... 
uh, I'm with you. You said it. The the age seems to be catching up to him. Means has been dropped in three of his last four losses. Morono has been been finding a lot more success finding the chin. He's got knockdowns in two of his previous three fights. Like you said, he, he looked great against Ponzinibbio. I believe I was backing Ponzi scheme on that night, and I was um, not very happy about how yeah, that fight was going. Sketchy. For all Short of it. notice. <laughs> yeah. Short notice from Morono, too. I was very, very concerned. I th- I was like, oh, man, Alex Morono is about to be my white whale. Not, not, not a great white shark, my white whale that I can never get a bet <laughs> against. And then Ponzi scheme pulled it out at the end, but... Uh, I don't think that will be the case here. I suspect Morono, uh, even if he can't find the chin and, and really hurt means, which I do think he can do, I think he j- just outwork him. So uh, I, I'm I'm with you on, on Morono, but I have no bet here. All right, cool. We keep it rolling with another welterweight bout on the main card. Matt Brown taking on Court McGee. Two aging vets in this one right now. Court McGee, minus 205. Matt Brown coming back, plus 175 over under set at two and a half. Similar to the last fight we just talked about. I don't have any action here. Court McGee is the pick. But, like, Matt Brown is crafty. Obviously a vet. I mean, he's 42 years old. And his last nine wins have come by way of finish. And just the way that McGee, I went back and watched that, that Jeremiah Wells knockout. It's a brutal knockout, man. Like, he is out cold, armed, stiffened, and extended. I, I just, like, I don't know how he's going to look coming off of that. And the fact that Matt Brown, his his winning upside is almost exclusively by getting a finish. Like, if this goes to a decision, I'm going to assume that Court McGee won because uh, that's typically the only way he wins. It's been years since he's gotten a finish. If it goes to a decision, it's going to win, but I don't know, man. Coming off that bad of a knockout at, I think it's 38 years old. I just don't want to lay over over minus 200 on that. Yeah. So, well, one, we need to say the most important uh, fact about this fight. Two men who have died and come back to life. <laughs> that is just an unbelievable thing to say, but it's true. Both have OD'd. And, I mean, that's famous. I actually don't think Matt- I knew that. I actually don't that's, think I knew that. That's an incredible statistic you just dropped. Famously why Matt Brown's nickname is the immortal, because he was clinically dead for like two minutes or something. Uh, I didn't know and, about Court McGee. Oh, yeah. No, Court McGee also recovering, I, I want to say heroin, uh, and was definitely clinically dead uh, after oh, ODing. shit. That's crazy. Time, uh, before getting resuscitated and like... I mean, they've both spoken openly about it. It's part of their story. It makes it's part of honestly why that like a lot of people like them and for damn good reason. And it's also part of why you see the way they fight. Like they are they are tough SOBs in there. Uh I see the fight similarly, but uh and, and so I, I do think this is a dogger pass. And I, I'm willing to take the shot on the dog here. McGee coming off that loss is is concerning. I also just this is definitely a bit of bias in my head, but when I look at fights like this, I, I can't help but sort of revert to two guys who aren't what they once were, who was the better guy at their peak, and that was certainly Matt Brown was the much more dynamic welterweight uh, at the peak of his powers. Court McGee, I, I think, has a you know can just try and grind out a clinch-wrestling heavy decision, but I think Matt Brown's going to be hitting him in the clinch, Matt Brown's a hellion, going to be hitting him with those knees, hitting him with those elbows. And I do think he's the dangerous, bit better striker at range. So uh, I just think he's a little bit more dynamic, even at 42 or whatever he's at. So I'm I'm backing him at plus 175 odds. I'm not going to lie. I'm like a little bit shocked. I Last week I saw Court McGee at minus 175, and I was like, I think, I think Court's going to win that. I was like, but I'll sit because I, I bet that line's going to come in. And now I'm checking it this week, and there's some books that's got court at like almost minus two forty. I was like, "Oh, I'm out." Yeah, yeah. I I certainly wouldn't at that. I mean, that price is heavy. But uh, I again, I I would have thought this would be a little more closely aligned. But I mean, Matt Brown is also coming off a fairly sizable layoff, right? So uh, a little over a year since the Barbarina fight. Before that, like he he hasn't been that active. So maybe that plays into it. But like you said. I got a lot of fear after that Jeremiah Wells KO. And I mean, Jeremiah Wells is obviously a hitter. Dude, dude can party, but that's a, that's a tough knockout to come back from. No doubt. 
No doubt. That is the main card, which will be starting at 3 p.m. Eastern in beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina. We will move to the prelims. A heavyweight bout. Our man, your man, Atlanta's very own Carl Williams taking on Chase Sherman. Right now, Carl Williams can be had for minus 425. Chase Sherman coming back at plus 340. Over-under set at two and a half. The over, plus 105. You mean you know I'm taking it. I actually, if there's if there's books that are going to drop it, I don't mind the over one and a half here. Like there's one book that says it's plus one or minus one fifty, but obviously that's not playable for me right now. I that is something I would really be down to get interested in. Look, uh, Sherman has gone over two and a half in eight of his fourteen UFC bouts. Williams in five of his nine career U- career bouts. So obviously only has the one fight in the UFC, but he did go to a decision in that one. Good wrestler. He's going to score some takedowns, see how the cardio holds up. Sherman's up. He's a heavyweight. He's not a great fighter. He's not a terrible one. He's not a quitter. And Carl Williams, I don't think, is going to tackle him and and really pound him out. So I, I think that there is, of the two heavyweight fights on this card, this is, the I would rather be, if I could only bet one, I would be slamming the bet on over two and a half here instead of over one and a half in the main event. hundred percent. There's a very real world where Carl Williams takes him down and does it all three rounds. And that's how he does it. My only concern for you is that Chase Sherman has not showed much uh, ability off of his back and on the ground. And I have a strong feeling that this is where this fight is going to end up going back and watching the tape. Chase Sherman is two and eight in his last 10. Like it's it was kind of a nice reminder. It's not like, very good. Happy. Chase, Chase Sherman is not a great fighter, man. And and one of those wins was Jared Vandera. Just you say yeah. The just the no IQing it. <laughs> the I big mean, win is Jared Vandera. I went back and watched that fight, and I I had flashbacks. I remember it. July 9th, the the Fasive card, the heat of summer. We were hoping for black belt Vandera. He didn't attempt to. <laughs> we did not down. get. He did not attempt a single takedown. Like the path was there, Jared. I'm still not over this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I parlayed the night bonus for for Chase though. <laughs> it was a great performance by him. There is a world. Listen, listen. I parlayed up Carl Williams, but there is a world because the last time Carl Williams fought, They're I was like, man, I was like, bro, this guy is gonna have a hard time. Getting my money again, unless he gets a really favorable matchup. I think you texted me. I think we texted about that after because we were on him because he's ATL, and I think it was just like I don't feel great about what just happened and our future prospects with this man. I was like, dude, he needs a favorable matchup for me to play him again. Chase Sherman, in my opinion, is a very favorable matchup. (laughs) Sure is. That's why I'm going back to the well. But I do remember like just begging him to get a finish because he was gassing out, and it was just like. He won, and he won 30-27, but God, it was a stressful 30-27. Like, the difference between Hoffa Garcia, Clay Guida 30-27, which was just the easiest, breeziest, beautiful cover girl 30-27 of all time, versus the Carl Williams 30-27, there's levels. Like, there's levels. There, There's a big gap in 30-27s. Look, it won't totally stunned me if Chase Sherman loses the first round and then just sort of out cardios Carl Williams if he makes it out of round one in, in the realm of possibility but let me tell let me assuage any concerns you might have thank you with please. one simple stat yes. and it's this one because I like you have Harley Carl Williams up got to rep I mean where do you come on we got to rep Atlanta like got to rep the real. A. uh Chase Sherman is one and eight as an underdog Vegas knows what this man is. Vegas knows what this man is. The one win was the aforementioned Jared Vanderoff fight. Vegas knows who he is. If they install this man as a dog, he's going to lose like a dog should. I, Be serious, I feel dude. okay. How is he still in the in the UFC? Uh, I think he... I think a couple Jeez, of these... like wait, I think geez, maybe the Romanov fight was a short notice or a replacement. Responded. I feel like a couple of those were him stepping in and doing a solid, and then he gets the Jared Vanderall win, and so he gets another another crack at it. Mm. My recollection, though, is I mean, yeah, if you look at his resume, he lost to all the people that you probably shouldn't lose to and maintain a residency in this promotion. But 
You know, I'm not going to knock a man on getting that paper. All right, so we're pretty much in lockstep there. Low-level heavyweight fight. Think Carl Williams gets it done. Won't be shocked if Chase Sherman somehow uh, pulls off the upset and, and extends that UFC career just a little bit longer. Let's keep it rolling. Men's bantamweight bout. Cody Stamen taking on Douglas Silva D'Andrage right now. Cody Stamen can be had for minus 155. D'Andrage coming back at plus 135. I am on Cody Stamen here. Ooh, love it. Let's, Let's go. go. You are as well. Um, uh, I'm on a prop bet. I'm, I'm on Stamen by decision instead of Stamen straight. I like that. Um, I like yes, that. Yes, we are again in, in the same boat here. Yeah, so like DeAndrage, like he's obviously dangerous. Like he has very high finishing upside. It feels like he's just the ageless wonder, but he is 37 years old. And I just like the well-roundedness of Cody's game. Like he's, uh, I believe he was a golden glove boxer. He's obviously got the wrestling pedigree. Uh, I think he's probably going to be the faster dude in this fight. And I just think he's more technical. Like I, I think he's going to be the more careful fighter in, in 27 pro fights. He's never been knocked out. I don't see DeAndrage subbing him. I, I think Stamen's got the game to avoid that. I know obviously the the Nemaraga Medoff fight didn't go his way, but I like him to get it done here, man. Closely lined fight. I, I think he's got the advantages to to get it done. Yep, I uh, I feel the same. So the the big key for me w- was the fact that Stamen's never been knocked out because, yeah, DSA is a very dangerous fighter, but it's almost all with the hands, only two career submissions. It's, it, it's just not really like a major part of what he's bringing in. Even in submissions, I still wouldn't feel that bad about it. Stamen's been caught a couple of times, but... In general, he's just been a very durable dude. Uh, he hangs around. But for me, the difference was uh, I felt that the minus 130, minus 135, minus 150, what's the line at right now? Somewhere in that neighborhood? Minus yeah, 155. Him, it's yeah. moving. Jeez, it's been moving a lot since I was looking at this. What'd you get him at? Minus 125. That's a little closer to where I'd want it to be. But yeah, like minus 150, that sort of neighborhood, just that feels pretty close to properly aligned. Uh, some, somewhere in the neighborhood of that. I don't think he should be a major favorite just because DSA is so dangerous, but I like his volume. I like his wrestling, his activity, the ability to just pressure DSA on the feet, I think is going to be uh, critical here. And six of his seven UFC wins have been by decision. He is largely a decision, decision, decision merchant out there. And DSA has been mostly pretty durable. I mean, three of his five losses in the UFC have been decision. So, and, and we're looking at, you know, uh, if, if you look at the losses that that weren't decisions, a Piotr Jan. Okay, that's that's fair. I'm going to go ahead and say Piotr Jan, better finisher, better finisher than Cody Stamen. I know it's we a big limb. It's a big limb to say. <laughs> Rob Font, bit of a more offensive dynamo than Cody Stamen. Just again, I know I'm going out on a big limb here, but that's where I'm at. So. Getting by decision at plus uh, 110 felt like the right bet on this one, so that's where I took it. All right, let's get into the fun stuff. Let's get into some some rapid-fire fun here. Light heavyweight bout. Carlos Olberg taking on Ehor Poteria right now. Carlos Olberg, this line, talk about on the move. Carlos Olberg, minus 410. Ehor Poteria, plus 330. Hey, it's a big everyone. number. Big number. <laughs> Yes, it is a very big number. Pateria, everyone's uh, everyone's hero list. after after fortnighting fortnight emojiing after uh, knocking out the. Thank uh, God, thank Shogun God, Hua. somebody needed to do it to, yeah, to someone show, to to beloved beloved Shogun Hua. Someone Nonsense. needed to do that. Yeah, dude. I mean, like he's he's wild. He's aggressive. He's nineteen and three, but he didn't fight anyone with a real record until his. 17th career fight like everyone was under 500 or had no fights his his record is kind of boxing-esque yeah it's a big number on Olberg. uh when i played it on friday i think friday or saturday it was minus 275 uh like i'm actually surprised at how That's much a very it's different number <laughs> like I, i'm very surprised at how much it's moving i thought he might close at like minus 325 uh I like Olberg's patience. I think he he's very much willing to do that ever since the Kennedy fight. I think he blew his load in that fight and he realized that it cost him. And and ever since then, he's been much more patient. I think he's going to use his patience here. Pateria, little to no striking defense. 
Uh, he's going to come in and or Olberg is going to catch him and, and finish him. I mean, I agree with your general breakdown. I could not lay at, at this price. I, I can't I, lie. I'm with you there. As a, as a black jag diehard, my, like this and the Gary, like minus minus four twenty five. We look. We we love ladies' night. I I will say I am. I haven't bet it because I'm kind of. I sort of just want to see what the uh, first round prop is. Just fight ends in in round one instead of betting the under one and a half is minus one thirty five. Uh a lot of like 14 of 21 career fights for, for Ehor have ended in round one, four of eight for Allberg. Um, like these, these guys handle business pretty quickly. And I, I like you, I think Ehor is going to come in be a bit wild, probably does get caught, but if he doesn't, maybe he catches ladies night and, and then that's a wrap. So um, I listen, I don't think it'd be that crazy of a bet. If you're just looking for a, a wild value play for Poteria by KO round one plus sixteen hundred, yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's that's yeah, just a little sprinkle. I don't think that's an unreasonable bet for me. I'm either going to take this under one and a half, or I'm probably just going to wait uh, for another day until we get the full prop set out. And if I can get a a plus money on just fight to end in round one, I might take that. But sort of all the value I see here, particularly with where the lines currently are. But I do think yeah, I'm mean, going to hit. I think this is going to be a short night. I mean, the fact that you could get fight doesn't go to a decision now for a much better price than Olberg is, is pretty surprising. Yep. Indeed. Uh, either way, I did that last week. So I'm, I'm, I'm all locked in. Uh, let's cool. keep it rolling. Next up, lightweight bout, Natan Levy taking on Pete Rodriguez right now. Levy can be had for minus 265. Rodriguez coming back plus 225. Over-under set at one and a half. Quite a few unknowns with quite a few of these fighters on this card. One definitely being Pete Rodriguez. Um, Also, Natan Levy. Both these guys have less than 10 pro fights. Mm Mm-hmm. Natan Levy, or I mean, Pete Rodriguez never left the first round, obviously. All his wins by KO, his one loss, Jack Della, also by KO in and the first round. seven of his amateur fights, seven of nine Amy fights also ended in the first round. And one of the two that didn't ended 50 seconds into round two. This man does not get paid by the hour. He does not get paid by the hour. So that also leaves question marks against a guy like Natan Levy, sort of a grappling heavy guy. Uh, karate style striking doesn't not a real not a knockout guy uh, I, I think he has zero knockouts actually if it gets extended what is Pete Rodriguez going to look like I don't know what I did do what I do know is that pretty much the only way Pete Rodriguez wins fights is by knocking people out there's a big discrepancy between his line and his knockout line I think it's what plus two 25 in his knockout line. I took I it plus 400. No okay. uh, took it at plus 400. big discrepancy. Natan Levy gets hit. Am, am I going to be jaw on the floor if this bet doesn't hit? Absolutely not. Uh, this is just a nice little sprinkle. Um, Natan Levy gets hit. Pete Rodriguez. I think he gets yeah. a little underestimated because his one win is Mike Jackson and his one loss is getting throttled by JDM. <laughs> I mean, he could just be a bum and like this could just be the worst bet of all time. Or he could actually be decent. And I, I think against the guy in Natan Levy that does get hit, he, he there's a world where he catches him. Yeah, so we talked uh, uh, about this before, but I'm taking I'm tightening up a little bit on this card. Just didn't want to overexpose. I I agree with you that if you're gonna bet Pete Rodriguez, you should just bet him at this prop. You're getting a ton of extra value for almost no extra risk. But I just didn't want the action on this fight. Too many unknowns. I, I already have, you know, six bets or whatever down on this card. And that was that was enough for me this week. So Godspeed, good sir. Thank you. Good sir. Let's keep it rolling. A women's flyweight bout. The people's main event, without a doubt. Five of the night written all over this one. Ji Yeon Kim taking on Mandy Bomb. Right now, Ji Yeon Kim can be had for minus 195. Bomb coming back, plus 165 over under set at two and a half. I mean, Ji Yeon Kim, she's lost four straight. Mandy Bomb, 0-2 in the UFC. 
Gonna be fireworks. A bunch of winners. Couple winners. of winners in here. What I will say, this is has this is the Seaburg special of the night. I can promise you that. Eleven. Oh, oh, I believe that. <laughs> Eleven UFC fights between these two ladies. Eleven have gone over the one and a half. All of them, 100% hit rate on the over one and a half. What do you think I'm going to do? Parlay up the over one and a half. I couldn't be less shocked if I tried. Uh, I'm going to take it one step further on you. My last action of the night is on this particular fight. Do it. And we're taking that over two and a half, baby, because eight of her nine bouts in the UFC, over two and a half for for, uh, Jiang Kim. Six of nine career bouts for Bomb, over two and a half. These, just not a lot of finishes. And, and Connor, I went back and I crunched the numbers in general because I was working on some other stuff. And of the, I want to make sure, there have been 12 women's flyweight bouts in the UFC this year. Nine have gone to decision. Nine wow. of 12 women's flyweight bouts have gone gone to decision. I think we're about, about right to there. get double digits with this one here. So That's what I'm, I'm taking the over about two right and a half. There. It's the final leg of the three-leg parlay piece. If it's Almeida inside the distance, Carl Williams and Kim Baum over two and a half. It pays out at plus 103. I have something similar. It's uh no, I don't. I lied to you. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what I have actually. Carl, you're, I have a bunch you're of individually tied to each of those bets. Yes, yes. That is true. That is true. Um, all right, let's keep it rolling. Another welterweight bout on this, the welterweight grand prix of unranked welterweight fighters. Are any of these welterweight fighters ranked? Been a lot of them. Is Ian Machado Gary ranked? Uh D Rod might D Rod might no Gary isn't. I think D Rod may still be ranked by the UFC. Let's see. He's let's find out. In the, he is 15 let's in the go. UFC's welterweight. Rankings. Let's go. So this is the welterweight grand prix to become a ranked welterweight. Love it. I love it. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's finish it off. The last welterweight fight of the night, Gabe Green taking on Brian Battle. Right now, you can have Gabe Green for minus 140. Brian Battle coming back plus 120 over under set at two and a half. You said that you have no more action on the on the night, right? I have no more action on Man, the night. I was hoping for a little, uh, a little wolf pack wager. Do you have action like on this fight? I feel like I'm a little bit on an island here. Look I'm actually, at you go. I am on Brian Battle. Um, went back, watched the Renat fight. Sell Renat, me. Renat fought Listen, there's nothing to sell from that Renat fight. I can promise you that. I was on Renat in that fight, and it was absolute domination, pillar to post, 14 minutes of control time. He never had a chance. Now, here's the thing. I think because of that, this is kind of a nice a nice buy low spot for Brian Battle. I mean, that's not going to happen in this fight. I can I can assure you of that. Gabe Green, like, yeah, he he has good pressure. He, say, he's gonna, Gabe Green ain't taking him down. <laughs> and he's not if he does take him down, he's not gonna get 14 minutes of control time. Um, yeah, like he's gonna bring pressure and, and he's gonna be active. Sometimes he can get kind of wild, he can throw caution to the wind. And I think that's where Brian Battle is gonna be able to uh have a little bit of success. Gabe Green been taken down in every single one of his UFC fights. I think Brian Battle can do that. I mean, he's got good top pressure, he does have submissions. Uh, and I just think he has a higher ceiling than uh, than Gabe Green. Like I, I think there's a little bit of a future there for Pooh Bear. I think Renat was just too much. He was he was outsized. He was outclassed. And I kind of like him as a dog right here. I, I think uh, I'm going to go with him as the better overall fighter here. And I think he gets it done. I'm 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 going to take a little dog shot on Brian Battle. So I will say that I I think this would be a dog or pass fight for me. But honestly, similar to the Natan Levy, Pete Rodriguez, I just, I don't have a great read on it. And I just didn't feel like getting overexposed, particularly because it's, this isn't, it's not even a huge price either way. So it's just tough to feel, it's tough to be too inspired to attack this either way. But again, I hope that this works out for you. I I love when you're reaching out on dog bets. You are a chalk donkey at heart. So when you're getting getting after some underdogs, it warms my soul. Oh, don't worry. The chalk is there this week. I have four parlays. One carried over from last week. And then (laughs) four. Yeah, four parlays. Oh, wow. Look at you. 
Look and at you. they are all monster chalk, chalk monstrosities, as they say. Only have, I actually have four singles and four parlays, so so eight bets for your boy this week. Last fight of the night, women's bantamweight bout, Jessica Rose Clark, Tyanara Lisboa, coin flip odds. You are absolutely insane if you think I'm betting on this fight. No shot. Did you uh did you watch any tape on on Lisboa? Nope. Knew I wasn't betting this fight. You got something for me? You took uh, Lisboa. Look, I think that that is the correct answer. No, no, I no no action. I will say I went. I wanted to watch the tape because if you look at Lisboa's record, buddy, it's bad. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. She this has this never is a very beaten anyone even reasonably good. Her one, she has a victory over a one in four. Her, the combined opponent record for her is three and five across seven women. One of those wins was a one in four woman, and one of her career losses was to a two in one woman. Like she has nothing. But if you go watch the tape, she's better than that would suggest. I don't know that she's, I think that she has the skills to be in the UFC Bantamweight division. That is an exceedingly low bar to clear. And I don't know if she has the skills to beat Jesse, Jesse Jess because JRC won on a kind of precipitous fall. I know she's a friend of the MMA hour, so it hurts to say that, but two yeah. like almost insta armbar losses, like back to back fights. That is a tough hang. So I don't really know where her headspace is at. So you can't feel confident in her frankly, at any number, but this is such a massive leap up for Lisboa. I will say pr- there is probably actual value on Lisboa based on the tape. I can't do it. I won't pull the trigger on it because of all the questions, but this woman clearly has a Muay Thai background. She fought Valentina Shevchenko in Muay Thai. She shows a little bit. She also shows at least a competent ground game. She's probably going to win this fight based on the form JRC's shown lately, but you can't you can't bet this. If it's a it's a real DGen move and I love you for it, all the listeners out there who are betting it. Not gonna be me though. I mean the Brian battle is is about as DGen as I'm gonna get this week. Could not could not get to the window on this one. So that's it. UFC Charlotte. Boom. I love it. I love it. Clean simple. What before we go, one question. Yeah, please Yanni Bellator action. Oh, yes. Bellator 296 from Paris, France. Thought about Gegard. Price tag too big. Other than that, I'm good. Yeah, I I thought the opposite way. When I looked at the price tag, I said, maybe maybe I could be talked into Fabian Edwards just because Gegard's getting old. And then I thought, Fabian Edwards isn't very good. So I'm yeah, going to not, like, not You do just that. don't know what Gegard you're going to get. Like if no he's idea. like If he's motivated and coming in at like a killer, then yeah, he's probably going to stomp Fabian. But just ain't worth it. I, may, I, I don't need Bellator. I don't need that stress in my life right that's now. That's true. Uh, you, did, you did make a rule on this. I may put together just a chalky stew because I almost put Mansar uh, Barnui in a, in a parlay this week just because I'm a big fan of Barnui. Uh, and I may make, make a, French, a French bistro stew out there, just some, a French onion soup of chalk. Listen, more, more power to you. There, I just do have to say, there's nothing worse than going into a UFC card where you have all your action and you're already down like two units because it's just some Bellator I won't be PFL down two bullshit. <laughs> I would bet at most one unit on a French okay. onion soup of chalk for Friday night. Just That's take smart. the French fighters, throw them in together, see what happens. All right, nice. Uh, all right. That's oh, that. We nailed it. UFC Charlotte. Proud of us. Proud of us. Next week, card of the century, they're saying. Card of the century. Man. It's, I think it's the worst. I think it, there I, like, are I, I've said a it a couple of str- times. Said it a couple times. A lot of straw weight overs next week are going to be available. I think it's the worst UFC card I've ever seen. I, I mean, think about what this card was before they moved Dern Hill to it. I'm not sure Dern Hill does a big... A huge lift. I was going to say, card? dude, what what does Darren Hill do for it? Like, I, <laughs> it, it, it does what is lift that? it like a couple of inches at least. It helps it a Why? little bit. What am I interested in that for? It's uh, they're they're ranked straw weights. Please, it's look. It's a tough hang. It's a tough hang. But I mean, we, how many we, main events? We've got is... the unranked welterweight Grand Prix this week. Next week is the the unranked women's strawweight Grand Prix. It's going to be great. I mean. 
Mackenzie Dern has been on. Wow. Wow. Yeah. UFC is really looking for Mackenzie Dern to. <laughs> the hope was that she would be be something. Wow. They, they, I mean, they. I think they still think she can or they just want so bad because if you look at it. They want so bad. She made her debut on a UFC pay-per-view prelim card and then she goes main card of a, of a, of a uh, pay-per-view, main card of a fight night, main card of a fight night, Main card of a fight night. Main card of a oh, pay-per-view. Shit. Main card of an ABC card. Main event. Main card of a pay-per-view. Main event. And now we're getting another main event. Dude, we're getting Carlos Diego Fajera next week. I mean, he hadn't fought in forever. And he's one of the most weird weird fighters I've ever seen. We got a Lear Latifi for a heavyweight over. I'll love that action. Slava Claus. Dude, what a weird collection of fighters. This is just the group that time forgot. We've got Edmund Shabazi and Mackenzie Dern, both failed. Andre Fialho, like just a whole collection of failed prospects on this card. What an interesting grouping. That's going to be fun to break it down with you, buddy. I'm excited. We do get a flyweight. We get a flyweight. (laughs) Woohoo. Who is it? Who is it? Steve Ersig versus Clayton Carpenter. You know, you, come on, you know, you know Clayton I'm, Carpenter. I'm, of course, it, no, I like, I, I legitimately do know Clayton Carpenter. Of course, he got us a flyweight under just a few yeah, uh, months it. ago. Nick, Steve Ersig, Astro Boy. All right, I'm about to scroll down on his topology and see what he's all about. Please, this man does not look like he can fist fight. Please be a finisher. Oh, he's a finisher. Oh, of. all right. Like half the time. Seven, nah, seven of his nine wins are, are by finish. I'll take and, that. And, and fairly early. You want good news? ones in there. You want good news? Yeah, one, two, three, four, five of his last seven are round one finishes. All right, that's enough with that. That might be all yeah, the research I do for next week. we got to save content for next week. <laughs> that might be all the research I do for next week. Until then, that's at the Apex, too? Yes, can't wait. Talk to you Electric. then. Electric. There's actually real boxing then, too. Katie Taylor, Devin Haney, both fighting. There we'll, we'll get into that. See Love y'all. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.